This, 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 this is mythical. Before we get started, we want to let you know that Ear Biscuits is sponsored by Stitch Fix. Stitch Fix is an online personal styling service that finds and delivers clothes, shoes, and accessories to fit your body, budget, and lifestyle. I personally love it because I hate going out shopping. I hate going out, period. And some of my favorite shirts have come from Stitch Fix, and I never even had to move. Well, except when I put them on, I moved to wear them. I could put clothes on you without having you move. Uh, just go to stitchfix.com slash ear and tell them your sizes, what styles you like, and how much you wanna spend on each uh, on each item. You'll be paired with your very own personal stylist, very fancy, who will handpick five items to send right to your door. Then you try them on, pay for only what you love, and return the rest, shipping, Exchanges and returns are always free. There's no subscription required and you can sign up to receive scheduled shipments or get your fix whenever you want. Stitch Fix's styling fee is only 20 bucks which is applied toward anything you keep from your shipment. Get started now at stitchfix.com slash ear and you'll get an extra 25% off when you keep all five items in your box. That's stitchfix.com slash ear to get started today. Stitchfix.com slash ear. Now on with the biscuit. Welcome to Ear Biscuits. I'm Link. I'm Rhett. I used to say and I'm Rhett, but I just figured let me just, let me say, say let me say and I'm Rhett. But we're keeping that. Sure. Welcome to Ear Biscuits. I'm still Link. Oh, but do but I want to do it. The, I want to do it. The I wanted right to way. force us to keep the first one. Now you yeah, screwed up I, twice. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm. I'm. You see I'm, what happens sometimes, I'm guys? Sneaking it in. See, this is how sometimes it doesn't start. We'll definitely use both of those, Link, but just go ahead and start it the same way we always do. Welcome to Ear Biscuits. I'm Link. And I'm Rhett. This week at the round table of dim lighting, we are exploring the question, is watching sports a waste of time? It was a dramatic <laughs> yeah, pause yeah, yeah. there. What I, was that? I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot what the question was. Today we're exploring the question, Will I remember <laughs> what we're talking about? I almost about? said, are watching sports? And I was like, no, that wouldn't be how you start this sentence. <laughs> Is watching sports a waste of time? See, you're having a grammatical debate within your mind about a sports sentence. I was also, also I'm still intermittently listening to that, uh, the podcast, uh, the Joe Rogan podcast when Elon Musk was on and he pauses. It's a long one. He pauses so long when he's asked a question that I feel like it's affecting the way that I'm beginning to think. like. You ask him a question and he waits seven seconds to say the first word and the first word's usually, uh. But he's like the smartest man on earth. Well you didn't just skip to the part where you smoked weed? No, because I'm that's listening what, to it. It's not this, it's not as this satisfying is, to by li the time, listen to somebody By the time this weed. episode comes out, this is old news. Elon Musk is, is, is gone sideways in some other way. Who knows what's up with him by this point of an air date. Um, so okay, we will talk about is watching sports a waste of time? I think, I don't know, I think we might get into it. I don't think, I don't know that we're gonna agree on this one. <clears throat> well, my my answer to that question does not impact my behavior. I will go ahead and say that. Well, I'm not right saying we're gonna, we're gonna slap each other or something. No, you don't understand what I'm saying. You'll understand once, once we get going. Okay, that's quite a teaser. But I, I would like to take a few minutes just to catch up with you, Rhett. I just oh, feel like. good. I just feel I've been like. i waiting it, for you to ask me that just, all day. How I've been. <laughs> well, we we spent our professional mornings apart, and Every once in I while just think it's, it's it's a good it's a good practice to just catch up and see. Well, okay. what did I miss? Well, um, 
I've actually got Because I was at work. I was here in the office. I was at work in the coffee shop. Okay, well I didn't know that. You, all I know is I got a text, you're like, send me the, the, um, the ideas you had for those songs, because I'm gonna work on those. Oh, so I sent them to you. And uh, I was like, I'm done for the day. <laughs> yeah. So, well, as you as you might know, um, we're gonna be at the North Carolina State Fair on October 12th, Dorton Arena. It's 7:30 p.m. If you have a ticket to the fair, you can come see us. And it is not the tour of Mythicality. We are doing the tour of Mythicality in November, but this is a special show that's all music. And of course, us trying to be funny in between songs, uh, but we're writing a few new songs. We're writing, we're yes. writing as many songs as we can, just because that we want to continue to shape what our live music will look and feel like. As we potentially, you know, we'll look for opportunities to do that more. And specifically, the thing that uh, that I was working on is, isn't even necessarily a song; it's a musical bit. You know, I don't want to get into the details of it because I want it to be a surprise for those of you who see it. It's going to be good, though. I'm uh, but good I'm very it. excited about it. But uh, I want. Can I, mm-hmm. I? I'm sorry. Can I just break in one second and say that I just wanted to acknowledge that in the last podcast we set up an assignment for you guys, and we're still processing those things. So part two to follow up with last week's, um, how we interact with YouTube mm-hmm. as users. We ask you at the end of that last podcast, to tweet us, hashtag Ear Biscuits, any recommendations you have for things that you think that we will actually enjoy on YouTube as a platform as viewers. So continue to let us know about that. And when we think that we have gathered the information and we have an opinion, mm-hmm. we will do the follow-up podcast. So no promises as to exactly when that will be, but we will be watching, noting, and we will come back. So I'll tell you what I was doing when I when I was driving in, I made a playlist of some songs. I gave you a copy of it, so we could practice in our cars singing along. Because I mean, we don't. It's not like we listen to our own music all the time. You tend to forget. And I hate going to a concert where I'm attached to a particular song, and then the artist. You can tell that they totally forgot how the song goes and they're just like doing it totally different. I, I think they're just doing it for their own personal I don't like, I don't love that. I, and if I'm gonna do it, I wanna do it intentionally. And if I didn't listen back through these songs, brother, there'd be a lot of new lyrics and, and ways that it was delivered. So as a byproduct of that, I'm driving in and of course, LA traffic, I'm just sitting there people pulling up beside me waiting to get onto different highways as I try to make my way into Burbank. And I am singing or at some cases rapping at the top of my lungs. Like if you looked over at me, which people did, is they would <laughs> think that I was nuts. Like I was either being attacked by bees or I was like belligerently having road rage at the person in front of me. Cause I'm like, yes, I am a nerd. <laughs> like, <laughs> like. <laughs> you don't, you know, you don't have to do a full bore yes, performance in order right. to practice. I, you know what? I'm saving it. If, I, I'm just a, trying to okay, remember the mistake, lyrics. Mistake, mistake. Nope. Because first of all, this is where we're different. How is anyone around you going to think that ways. you're crazy if you don't do that? And two, breath control, man. I'm start. That's the thing I'm most concerned about. I'm not concerned about remembering lyrics or the other stuff I talked about, like delivering it 
in an authentic way. I'm concerned about being in, sh- given the way that we're gonna do parts of the show, I am concerned with my breath control, my physical health, my my cardio. So I'm giving it all I got in the car yeah. and my throat. I'm trying to build you, my throat muscles. But, but hold on, we're not performing in Dorton Arena from a car. <laughs> <laughs> so you're going to be standing up, potentially moving around, gyrating. So right. if you really want to do that, you need to be in a van and have somebody else drive you around, and you need to be standing up in the back. If I can't, if I can't have enough breath control to get this stuff out while in a driving position, I'm I'm done for. I have a bone to pick with you though, because while I was at the coffee shop, um, which incidentally I had sort of an awkward interaction with the barista, um, because he was like, getting some work done? Cause I had like my backpack or whatever, I was like, yep, 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 just a little break from the office, which again, I was, that, that was my pride speaking because I wanted to let him know I do have an office. I, could, <laughs> I do have an office I could go to. It's very large. I'm not a. <laughs> <laughs> you should see it. Uh, I don't need. I, I I don't need your coffee shop to work. I'm not one of those guys. Moocher, you're not. I a... am choosing to work at your coffee shop. Uh, and he was like, "Oh, well, what do you do for a living?" And I was like, "Oh man, I'm in that conversation." And I was like, um, "Well." Uh, what's the best way to explain that? Well, given what you just said, it seems like this is what you wanted. <laughs> and then I said, it's not. Uh, I, I make YouTube videos, and then he looks at the receipt, and he's like, no, 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 he hadn't looked at the receipt yet. He was like, oh, uh, you're you're a content creator. <laughs> that's content how that's how the barista spoke. And I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, we love it when you call us that. You work at the, you you like go to the YouTube space? Or I was like, no, we have our own space. It, and I'm not bragging at this point, I'm just try, being truthful. And then um, he was like, oh, oh okay, yeah. Uh, so he asked another question, I was like, yeah, yeah, me and my best friend, we, we, we've been working together for a long time on this. And then he looked, that's when he looks at the receipt and he was like, oh, rats! And Link, <laughs> he like looked up, I, but I wasn't there. No, I wasn't above you. And uh, I think he may be concerned about us because it sounded like my whole thing was a big story. So sure, you've got an office, and sure you've, you're working oh. with your best friend. Is that the <laughs> so that's <laughs> no, the bone you have to pick you, with me? No, no, I'm getting to that. Uh, that was just an awkward interaction that I had. The bone that I have to pick with you is the fact that I'm sitting there at the coffee shop. Actually, I think before I left to leave for the day, I ended up um, tweeting about, I, I saw the, the the Twitter moment oh. about Pluto. Oh, Pluto should have been a planet all along. It should have never been declassified. And so I, I, I didn't, it was a, I, I don't think it was a particularly funny tweet. It was just, it was a legitimate observation that, you know what, Pluto doesn't care about the classification. Don't you wish that you could care as little about what people think about you so as you, Pluto does? So you was, tweeted what? So I said, um, Pluto's, I, I, I tweeted the moment, and then my comment about it was, Pluto's, first of all, shout out to Red MC on Twitter if you wanna see this uh, tweet in all its glory on Twitter. I, I can tell you about it, but if you go to the Red MC Twitter, that's R-H-E-T-T-M-C, you can see exactly how you're supposed to experience it. Um, I tweeted, Pluto's indifference to this whole situation is enviable. Period. Period. And then I just was like, that's my tweet. I don't tweet every day, but 
you know, I was like, I did some Twitter. I feel a little bit better about myself going about my day. Mm -hmm. But of course, after you tweet once, you got to check back in and see, you know, how people are interacting with it. And at that point, I see that people are tweeting back at me and adding you. Oh, you guys must be in the same place tweeting about the same thing. What? <laughs> Actually, that would never happen. Because we were in different places, we both looked at the same thing on Twitter and we both tweeted about it. The moment I tweeted independently about Pluto, I was like, man, it's crazy. We made a, I, cause I had looked at that, not that we're gonna perform this song, cause we're not, cause it kinda sucks. But it doesn't meet the standard. Um, we have a standard for I just thought Arena. It, we had a song about Pluto from 11 years ago about it not being a planet anymore. I'm like, 11 years later, Pluto's on the rebound. And I just thought it'd be funny to tweet this old video because I thought about it and I knew most people hadn't seen it. Shout out to me on Twitter. Yeah, what is your handle? Link Lamont. Okay. It's just. You gotta get better. You don't need me to lead you into that. You you, you need to just say shout out to Link Lamont on Twitter and then you spell it. And, Instagram. And then, why, why are you giving me to say Instagram? Shout out to me on Instagram too. It's, it's kind of, there's it's a, like a fallow field. Yeah, there's a great picture of a mountaintop. <laughs> one day from, from how many years ago? Uh, one day seven, what? Seven years ago. No, yeah. Oh. It's yeah, like a fallow one. field, my Instagram, and one day it's gonna blossom again. It'll be awesome. It's, it's, like gonna, a, it's like a corpse flower. It's gonna be like bean, be, uh, like soybeans or like for a forest. Oh, it was from November 30th, 2013, we've been told. Okay, anyway, it, you know what? Off Maybe topic. It's, it's like a, what is it, cicada? So I tweeted about Pluto. Yeah, my, my Instagram account's like a cicada. It only comes out every seven years. I don't know how many years it is. Um, on Twitter, I just tweeted about the Pluto thing and then I'm, I'm looking at the comments under there and immediately somebody's like, oh, Rhett, Rhett also tweeted about this. I'm like, crap, this, this is gonna be weird. I bet his was a funnier. So then I got, so I got a bone to pick with you. I haven't even picked my bone yet. <laughs> that, I, that was just the, that was just the appetizer. Just pick your damn bone, man. Uh, the, Why you keep, you keep dangling this bone you're gonna pick. <laughs> I've been dangling my bone for 13 <laughs> stop, minutes. Stop dangling your bone and pick now, it. Now, <laughs> I don't, actually it's a, I guess it's your bone I'm Stop picking. dangling my bone and pick it. Um, so, <laughs> I don't know whose bone it is and I don't know what picking it is, but I saw that you tweeted another tweet that was unrelated to Pluto and it was, you took a freaking screenshot of my text <laughs> to you and made it seem like I'm just texting pictures of myself to you. And, um, but, and the reason why I did that is because people were talking, I went hashtag ear biscuits and I'm looking at what people are talking about and they're talking about the episode two weeks ago where we were talking about conducting friendships over text. Right. And then what we decided at the end of that was you, you texted that gif of yourself to me, we we're making fun of it, you did it during the podcast and I thought it would be funny I to share that. I did it at the end of the podcast. I don't people. know if it made it to the end. I, I think it was maybe even after it had cut off but it took you, me a you, second to find it. You did do it just to be funny but then after that, the next day you tweeted what you were wearing. Tw and, didn't tweet. I mean you, you texted. texted me. Yeah, you texted me uh, and I just thought it would be funny to make a 
a private text conversation. But I could have had very public because it related to that. I could have hashtag had, ear biscuits conversation. That could have been very compromising I was having with the people. Let me okay. So we 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 text pictures. What of, are you upset about? Though? Uh, well, I'm going to tell you. We text pictures of what we're wearing to different events so that we don't end up wearing the same thing. And I was like, uh, I'm going to send Link a picture. And I'm gonna make a funny face in it because I've, I send him pictures all the time and it's just so ut- utilitarian. You got Jesse to. I was like, Jesse, take this picture of me so I can send it to Link. And I was like, I'm gonna amuse him a little bit. So I gave you the sideways th- thumbs up. Which was a great application. You were being a friend. Yeah. You know, it was great. But you weren't because what you did is you took a, pi- the, a picture from the privacy of my bathroom, which had. The, it had like okay, okay. It had like the surface of my bathroom sink and uh, the floor. And I look over there and I see there's like a big old <laughs> there's like a big vat of moisturizer, <laughs> like lotion. Like, what does he do with that? Is he picking his bone with that? <laughs> and then and then and, and then there's, there's a there's a dark thing on the floor. There's a there, yeah. It look it looks it almost looks like a sweater condom, but it's just a, it, all it is is panties. It, no, it's just a sock. It looks like, like a, a winter condom, like a no-show. Well, you, you, have sock. To, you, have, you have to think about oh, the different conclusions that people can draw. Okay. <laughs> well, the conclusion that I tried to it's get not people even to draw. Time. Shut up. Was look at Rhett just sending after our conversation on ear biscuits. Now he's trying to be so friendly that he's sending pictures of himself constantly, and the pendulum has swung too far. That was uh, my tweet. That, I, that, that was smart. That was good branding. Oh, thank you. Uh, I'm, I value continuing these conversations on Twitter and that's my way to do it and give the people what they want. A little sh- candid shot of Rhett in his restroom. But I will say, I was bending the truth a little bit. You know, I was I was just giving you a hard time and people couldn't read between the lines enough to know why you actually sent those Somebody did though, I saw somebody comment on it and they said, he's just sending, figure it out. He's sending Link what he's wearing because they saw uh, I, c- I left the text that you sent off. That picture from the red carpet at some event, I don't know what it was, I can't remember, but uh, th- they were, oh, the, he wore that. And we so went they to the screening court. for Kidding. Kidding, Kidding. Jim Carrey show. Yes. Um, but I will say, before I hit tweet, I, I literally zoomed in on your bathroom countertop and looked at that moisturizer. I scrutinized it. Mm-hmm. And Why is it such a big vat? Like, there was a big vat of that, and then there was. I'm a big man. There's some other stuff up there. I couldn't tell what anything was. If your body was this big, you would have a giant vat of moisturizer as well. And just then, so you, just so you know. But I spent a the lot surface of surface area is unbelievable. I spent a lot of time on that thing on the floor by your foot, that that black turd looking thing, the carpet condom, <laughs> winter condom. Uh, <laughs> and I was like zooming in on it, and I was I loved it because. It could scro- have been anything. I scrolled through the so ambiguous through the through the reactions to my tweet, and someone zoomed in on that and put like a an arrow pointed to it, and was like, "We need to talk about this." <laughs> I knew it would happen. I love it. Was okay. it a sock? Uh, no, it was a winter condom. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. Well, we are actually going to have a conversation about. I'm sports. sorry. I'm sorry. I will We're not. Moving on. I will not tweet. Screenshots of private texts we have. Sounds like a good rule. Today, today. Okay. Again, I won't do another I'm one. I'm not going to send any more pictures of myself. Your loss. 
Okay, we're gonna continue this conversation, but first we wanna let you know that this episode of Ear Biscuits is sponsored by Amazon Prime Video Channels. Amazon Prime Video Channels are an Amazon Prime benefit, so in addition to fast shipping with Amazon Prime, you can also get great entertainment delivered to you instantly through Prime Video Channels. Here's what it allows you to do. You can create a TV lineup you love from 100 plus premium and specialty channels, so we're not just talking about what you watch on Amazon Prime, these are additional channels like Showtime Whoa, Stars, HBO, what? CBS All Access. For the kids, you got Noggin, PBS Kids, PBS Masterpiece, There's got some good stuff. PBS. Acorn TV, BritBox, check it all out. Is all that like Corn TV with a K? Because I'm into that, do they have Corn TV? Just corn videos constantly? Right, because I would be interested in that. They might, you'll have, <laughs> I'm not gonna say no, okay. and I'm definitely not gonna also say yes. Okay. I'm gonna say maybe. All right, maybe have Corn TV. All channels start with a free trial and you can start with a seven day free trial of any of the channels you haven't tried yet and you only pay for the channels you want. There's no cable or additional apps required and you can cancel at any time. Now I've already set up HBO uh, on Amazon Prime Video channels uh, because I felt like a cultural outcast because I'd never seen Game of Thrones. So right. I am enjoying it like six years behind the rest of the human population. Me too. And when they got up there and won that Emmy the other night, yeah. I was like, oh, look who is, look, they've changed so much. These people look so different than from the ones that I'm seeing currently. Well, they showed a clip of it. I mean, I closed my eyes during oh, that. Oh, no I, spoilers. There was a little bit of spoiler there. Okay. So again, guys, only pay for the channels you want with Prime Video Channels. You can start your free trials of over 100 channels by visiting tryprimechannels.com slash biscuits. Again, that's a seven day free trial of any channels on Prime Video by visiting tryprimechannels.com slash biscuits. We also wanna let you know that this episode of Ear Biscuits is sponsored by HelloFresh. HelloFresh is a meal kit delivery service that shops, plans, and delivers step-by-step -step recipes and pre-measured ingredients so you can just cook, eat, and enjoy. We've been using HelloFresh and I'm like, why have I waited so long? I, I mean, I wish they had this when I was in college. I might would have started cooking. Yeah, well just the other night, we made the grilled Mediterranean steak dinner for the family and you would have thought that we were just sitting on the Italian coast. I mean. Oh yeah? Yeah, I mean, it, we were just in our home in Los Angeles, but we felt like we were on a European vacation. Did they send a green screen as part of the meal and you could put yourself like a weatherman in front of anything? No, you have to provide your own Hello green Fresh, screen. HelloFresh, I, I hope did. you're listening. I did. That's our idea. And then the, you the can. The Retlink green screen And included. then you can eat the green screen because it's made of seaweed. Fruit roll-ups. There's something for everyone with HelloFresh's selection. There's three plans to choose from, classic, veggie, and family. And you can rediscover the excitement of cooking. You can enjoy not having to plan dinner or worry about gathering ingredients week after week. I'm getting excited just reading about this. Yes. HelloFresh believes cooking should be simple and convenient, not a chore, so all the ingredients come pre-measured in handy labeled meal packets so you know which ingredients go with which recipe. Are, I could even do yes. it. Yes, there are many benefits of subscribing so you can just keep enjoying HelloFresh week after week. Get out of that recipe rut and start cooking outside of your comfort zone, people. For a total of $60 off, that's 20 bucks off your first three boxes, visit hellofresh.com slash ear60 and enter the code ear60. To do the math on that, that's like receiving six free meals. Again, for a total of $60 off, that's $20 off your first three boxes, visit hellofresh.com slash ear60 and enter code ear60. Now back to the biscuit. I think I need to address those of you uh, who so, for some reason haven't already clicked away uh, because you're like, I don't wanna hear them talk about sports, I don't like sports. 
This podcast, this episode of Ear Biscuits is for you if you don't like sports, if you do like sports. You don't have to like sports to appreciate the conversation we're going to have about sports. Uh, and we're not even really gonna have a conversation directly about sports, we're gonna have a conversation about the merits of watching sports, of specifically being entertained by watching, and I think I would say on television. I'm not even necessarily talking about going to sporting events, which I feel like is a, it's a different. It's a different experience. I feel like they can be lumped together and it doesn't okay. change how we I feel. We can lump them together, but uh, it, at least when you go to watch a sporting event, it's like, if I've, I've had people who say, I'll go to a basketball game or I'll go to a hockey game and kind of experience the group oh, thing. Yeah. But okay. just to, I'm just talking about a man like me, a man, a woman, anyone sitting down on a couch just watching other people do stuff in a completely disconnected place. Is it worth it? Um, you know what? What got you thinking about this? Because you're—I mean, I know you're anticipating that I'm going to be in opposition, or I—I I am definitely coming from a different place. But I—I—I I, 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 I want you to tell me what got you into this. Well, let me. I, first of all, what I meant earlier when I—not sports, but this conversation. What, yeah, but what 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 I meant earlier when I said. My answer to that question does not dictate my behavior, whatever I said, was the question to me is yes, it is a waste, of, the answer is yes, it is a waste of time. Uh, but I do it a lot and I probably will continue to do it. So I'm not gonna try to argue necessarily. I'm interested in the psychology that keeps me going back. So I've got a little research that we'll go into so I'll, I'll tell you my experience. Well that's it, okay, well then I gotta say it's not a waste of time. Okay. I just, just for the sake of a foil here. Um, I, I, th I think it's sad for you to be so, I want you to qu quantify how into sports you are. And then what I'm gonna tell you is, I think it's sad that you're as into sports as you're you might say you are. You're asking me a question and now you're telling me my answer is sad? <laughs> yes. But you haven't even let me answer it yet? If you, if you quantify, your love for sports, and it is a lot, I think it's sad that you would say yes is a waste of time. I, that, that doesn't go together to me, man. Uh, and I think that, I think you no, will change there, your own mind there, by talking about there's it. There's so many things. E eating. Quantify your love of sports, eating, just start there. Eating dessert is a waste of calories, but I'm gonna keep doing it because it's fun. So, okay. First of all, I, I feel like there are two different audiences and, I, and I'm so, I, I, I don't, I'm super self-aware about this so I feel like I have to address both of them because in the general population, I'm kinda like kinda into sports. Like mm -hmm. when you take into account like where I grew up. Um, like when's the last time you painted any part of your body to align with a sport color motif. Never. Well, college once when we when we okay, yeah. when we had a new coach, Herb Sendek, NC State basketball coach, and the four of us, me and you and Greg and Tim, painted ourselves H E R B, and it kind of just looked like a marijuana ad <laughs> at the at the Herb, basketball man. <laughs> Herb, <laughs> and and no one knew what we were trying to do because he was it was his first game coaching. I think they knew some, we but a lot of people didn't. When was the last time you altered your schedule for an extended length of time for sports? This past weekend. 
Now we're talking. Yeah, so that's what got me thinking about this. So so I, I am on the scale of people at Mythical Entertainment, I am on the very top end of the spectrum with just a couple of other people who care about sports. But in, in, in normal groups of people, like, like okay, Alex here cares about sports. He watches Michigan sports. We talk about college sports. And uh, Darren cares a significant amount about sports. But, but when you take your place on that continuum and you apply it to the greater just the general population, you're low on the on the I just feel like fanatic I'm, scale. I feel like I'm just average dude, but I don't know. And and I get the sense whenever I talk about sports on the internet, just like I did in my little rant that I did at last season of GMM, which I really thought was gonna be awesome and was gonna get shared by a lot of people and it wasn't, so still regret that. Um, but <laughs> but just like when I- It burned you a little bit and that's informing this conversation. Yeah, when I talked about it, I, when I talk about it on the internet, the people who interact with me on Twitter, uh, they seem to just not have any idea what I'm talking about, nor do they care at all. It's as if the majority of people who comment on things that we're a part of on the internet do not have a space for sports in their life. Yeah. And it's like it's been taken up with either us or things tangentially related to us and more related to the internet. And, and that, I think your clarification, those who comment, mm -hmm. so, yeah. People who comment unsolicitedly, is that a word? Uh, because what actually happened recently was a couple of weeks ago, we did an episode uh, and then in Good Mythical More, uh, it was it was the Good Mythical More with the Kobe episode. Uh, so we're back in the studio and we went through ugly sh basketball shoes. And, and for I, those of you who are fans of us, Kobe Bryant, the guy who was on that episode, he was a very good basketball player. Yeah, <laughs> and so I made a joke about the Fab Five you know, the Michigan. I know, man. 1991 or so, I don't know what year it was. Uh, somebody out there would know. But I made a Fab Five joke about the the, the, the Chris Webber shoe and there's an extra timeout in the shoe because of the whole timeout thing. Well, Darren was like, I get that, I appreciate that. Then, and I made a comment like, for the one of you out there who understands what I'm talking about, I had two or three people who have never tweeted at me, who've never commented, Tweet at me and say, "Hey, just want to let you know that I really appreciated that that Chris Weber joke." Never commented, but just letting you know. So I think that there you think they're listening right now. I think there are people who are sports fans, but the the Venn diagram, the crossover between uh, sports fans and then people who really want to engage vocally with us on the internet, it's a small crossover for whatever reason. So, so we are going to get into some psychology. So, so get into first, first. Just get into. I mean, you said that you you haven't painted yourself, but you have cordoned off scheduled aspects of your life mm -hmm. and altered it for sports. And I think this is going to blow your mind because the sport that has consumed me to a certain level is the sport that most people consider by far the most boring sport to watch: golf. And not only, it's this crazy, this crazy intersection. How I ironic is it that not only is golf from someone who on the outside, the most boring sport you could watch, it also is by far the lengthiest. Name one other sport where they play four days in a row for four to five hours at a time and you have to watch all of that if you wanna watch the full event. Could you imagine 
a it, basketball game <laughs> that lasted like 15 <laughs> hours and you had to watch it over the course of Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday? Oh, well, wait though, I'd like to see that once. I would like to see. <laughs> it's a slugfest. Like I would, I would love to. I would watch that once, man. I would watch the never-ending like, basketball what, what, game. Like if it was the best NBA players. Like if it was the NBA championship. Like one year they're like, guys, they're about to do the uh, what's the toss-up thing? The tip-off. The tip-off. About to do the toss-up, and they're like, guys, I just want to tell you before we start, this is going to last four days. <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna break for dinner. There may be you're, a weather when it, delay. When it gets dark, you're gonna sleep. You're gonna get up the next morning. You're gonna start at different times, but <laughs> I would watch. I would watch that once. Once. Yeah. I mean, can you imagine them all getting so exhausted? Mm. But I I digress. I don't. Also, in the interest of digression. I wonder what the second longest match play sport is. I mean, I know some tennis matches can go, I mean, record tennis matches could be like eight hours. Like pro level. Jacob, look up the, the longest, longest tennis, match, tennis ever? match, professional tennis match. And uh, there's probably a baseball game that's gone for a long time yeah, before. Baseball can go a really long, well, not as long as a tennis match, but we'll come back to, go ahead. Um, so you're devoting, Four days. Well, and let, and let me clarify. There, there's a few ca uh, caveats here. Number one, I typically do, typically don't watch the Thursday and the Friday. Um, I watch the weekend. I watch Saturday and Sunday. Um, so I'm, and I'm also recording all of this, and then I am doing what I call Tiger Vision. And, and there we have it. And You're not watching golf. I'm watching Tiger Woods. You're watching Tiger Woods. And. Uh, now, first of all, I embody everything that true golf fans hate because I am that guy who only cares and I'm only watching because Tiger Woods is in contention again. If you haven't been following, and first of all, when this comes out, this will uh, this episode will come out. All I've seen is I've, I've seen him play the BMW uh, championship, but the tour championship, the final event of the year will have just finished like last night when this episode goes up. So I don't know what ended up happening. I'm sure I know and sure I'm sure I watched it. Uh, but yes, I am that guy who- I'm sure we'll both be tweeting about it at the same time. And I am that guy who only cares about Tiger Woods when it comes to golf. I am a golfer. I played on the high school golf team, didn't set any records, wasn't that great. Uh, still play occasionally. Shepard is currently going to golf a few times a week. I'm, so I'm kind of getting back into it, but and there, so is Tiger. There was a period of time in which I watched back when he was the greatest player to ever play the game, and was winning all the time. And it was one of those. It was sort of that Michael Jordan, LeBron James factor where somebody begins to dominate in such a significant way that it just intersected with me at a time in my life where I just really wanted to see him succeed. He was, which was like ten years ago. Yeah, yeah. Well, which is crazy. Well, it was. 20 years ago and then wow. up, up to about 10 years ago. Uh, we're getting some feedback on this. The Eisner-Mahut match, the 2010 Wimbledon Championship, took 11 hours, five minutes, over three days. Total of 183 games. Wow, they had to keep coming back? I didn't realize that three it was. Three days, 11 hours. So okay, I, it does That's happen. a sport thing that I almost knew. And tennis is like another potentially boring, <laughs> boring sport. So anyway, 
Um, but but not nearly as boring as golf, man. right? And so and we're gonna they're get, constantly playing. Yeah, we're gonna get each other. We're gonna get into why some people for eleven find hours certain things boring or. Right. But so I admit I am everything that is wrong with 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 golf spectating, because as soon as Tiger had his whole deal, his the whole his whole world fell apart because of what he did and, and cheating, and then he got then he got hurt. And you just it, said that in a dangerous way, but we'll come back to it. You said it in a dangerous way. It seemed like you just made Tiger the victim. You know, his whole world fell apart. I said with the cheating, he was re- he okay. he was responsible for his, I'm just his giving world you an, falling I, apart. I know I'm giving you an opportunity to, especially but you know, I which think is an interesting that's an aspect. Interesting, it's an interesting interesting I, aspect of this because I recognize that because um, there are some people who are like, okay, he showed his true colors and he was this. Um, you know, this totally deceitful guy who has no character, he proved that and it was public. And then, so I'll never, I'll never pull for him again. I respect that. For me, it has always been and still is just about the the athletic dominance in this particular arena that is I, that I am personally interested in. And I, and again, I'm not saying I'm proud of it. I'm just saying I cannot pull myself away from it. When he came back this year, there's you're, a couple, yeah, yeah, just couple clarify, of things. So you're not even def- you're not defending that you're right in being a fan of Tiger Woods. And would you actually call yourself a fan of Tiger, or you're just? I'm a fan of Tiger Woods, the athlete, without a doubt. But you're not defending that choice as being righteous, or what choice? The choice to to follow him and therefore support no, no, him. No, no, because at the same time, past. I recognize how annoying it is. For all these other guys who are out there uh, doing incredibly well in, in, in the golf world, and no one caring about them for ten years until Tiger comes back, and all of a sudden, well, I'm saying, especially given what what everything, I, I I honestly don't know everything. I just I remember vaguely pieces of it, but I'm setting that. Let me tell you what what he represents to me. Okay, he's 42. Um, I'll be 41 very soon. And uh, he's got back issues specifically. You know, he had the exact same injury that I've had with the herniated discs. He had fusion surgery. He's coming back, and he's competing with these guys, and he's almost won. And I feel like there's this part of him that represents this forty-something-year-old guy who still has it and can still compete. And I feel like I am pulling for myself in some ways. Strictly talking about athletically, in, in spite of the fact that he cheated on his wife and whatever else he did that I may not be able to yeah. remember, I'm conveniently setting those things aside, and I recognize I'm conveniently setting those things aside. Well, I think it speaks to the power of sport in your life that it's not about him; it's about you. Yeah, and and so on a brain level, I mean, there is science that says that when you watch sports. You're not just, you, you, it's a relationship, your brain interprets it as a relationship and you, you're in it, you're a part of it, it's you, mm-hmm. Wh- whatever that team is. And so it's a very powerful thing psychologically Yeah, that has much less to do with, I mean, you, you may be intimately acquainted with, in the world of football, the whole concussion injury thing and like that just not, it doesn't make sense how could you how could you understand what what's going on 
with people with with their brains and still support it. Or I mean, people will say the brutality of boxing. Uh, there's something that I think you're hitting on there that's very fascinating. That it's about it. Th- of course, it's, it's about me. It's not only that it's about you, but there's there's this deep ineffable connection that that certain people not everybody has, and so I'm. When it comes to Tiger, I can see how the 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 things that you rattled off very much make it about you, and it, so that starts to make sense of why you would devote your well, entire weekend to and, it. And and you know, I'm exaggerating a little bit because so I was actually so Locke and I were watching uh, the third round of the BMW Championship um, at home on Saturday. And Locke has gotten into it as well. Locke's played a little bit of golf. We're gonna talk a little bit about what the research says about if you've played a sport, if you have a physical connection and appreciation for a particular sport, it actually, what's happening in your brain is one of the reasons that you find it not boring. I could only imagine if I had no, if I never played golf or had an appreciation for what it's like to do what they are able to do, that it would be the most boring thing I could possibly imagine. Yeah. Um, but we're sitting there watching it and we're like, we get really into it. Like we're like, we get up, we yell, we get fives. You, you've seen how ridiculous the fans, the Tiger fans are on the, if you, if you watch just for a little bit and you see how crazy these people react to golf, to a little ball going in. Well, the thing that I've noticed and when I look over your shoulder because I saw you, it was a Monday and the tournament, a, a tournament was continuing and you were doing that your one. Tiger vision. But I couldn't do he, Tiger he would, Vision because it was the live stream. He would drive the ball off the tee. That's a good that's a good swing. And then he would, all of a sudden, the shot would be on him, but I would just hear, at first I was like, after he hits, drives the ball off the tee, there multiple people are injured. Oh! <laughs> I know, it's like, that's literally what it sounded like to me. It's, they get so yeah. into it. They get so into it. Like, it's, it's it, like as much as any it's football like, game. It's 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 like uh, you pull somebody off the front lines of like a Gettysburg and you're amputating them at the that's a ankle extreme. or something. But so and I and I was telling Locke, I was like, us. I I need Tiger Vision because Tiger Vision for me is I've recorded the whole thing and I wait until I won't catch up with live because I, I and I stay off of the internet and then I fast forward and I wait until I see the red sweater or the red shirt. That's on a Sunday. And I, I I stop, and sometimes I get it wrong, and sometimes we see a putt go in, and I'm like, ah, and I, Tiger Vision is really tough. I just want a program that is just Tiger Vision. Is so many people would pay for Tiger Vision. I know it seems like it's so anti the sport, but I just want to see what he's doing. And then anyone who's about who, who's actually competing with him and is relevant in comparison to him, I'd like to see them every once in a while. I'm sure they've thought about just putting a camera. There's a camera following him the whole time, right? Why can't you just watch that stream? It's like freaking you, a la carte. Uh, some viewing. They like Golf Channel will do that sometimes, where it'll be, you, you can follow a featured group. I don't want to follow the featured group because it takes the featured group four hours to play. Okay. Yeah. I want to see Tiger's highlights and see a score change, but all back to back in like a forty-minute period. I mean, honestly, how much time are we talking about? He's on screen doing his thing. It, it's got to be less than an hour. I think you're describing Sports Center. <laughs> But it's not the same because I don't feel like just watching the highlights do it because I don't know. It, I, it's psychosis, man. I'm not saying it's healthy, and I haven't even gotten to talk about NC State sports. Well, yet. Let's, let's skip to that then. 
Okay, the other thing that's happening is this freaking football season again. And I don't care about NFL football. I watch, I'm from the South, man. We watch college football. And yeah, there's Carolina Panthers, but they didn't really, they weren't around when I was growing up. And plus, they're in Charlotte, and that's a Carolina town, and we're NC State. I I don't care, who cares, right? I, I care about NC State sports. I care about the football team. And so I have made it a point to find where the game's gonna be being broadcast, and then I do watch that mostly in real time. Sometimes I'll like skip the first half and kind of catch up, but I do Why? rearrange. Why? So what I would say. Because I don't. So what I would say, well, the reason that I watch it is because I. Can I tell you the reasons why I don't? Because it's be really quick. Because they lose a lot more than they win and I experienced so much disappointment when I was close to it, i.e. in college and going to some games and then getting out of college for the next few years, trying to maintain my allegiance and it just heartbreak. That's that's the Wolfpack MO. I don't plus, believe that that's why you don't watch. Plus, and plus, I'm just, I'm no longer that into it. I just got other, th it's, it's, it's definitely not fun to watch and, and lose much more than win. It's just not. But okay, yeah, but that second part of the equation is not true with NC State football. So we're, we're actually pretty good at football now. Oh, really? I feel like if I started watching, we'd start losing again. Uh, that's called sports superstition, which is a totally different thing we can get into. Well, I definitely believe in that. Uh, so, because, yes. But you don't have to refute me, just keep going. No, yeah, that would be what, we, what I would say if you were watching Carolina football this year. Carolina is the worst team in the ACC. You ECU beat them by twenty points. Maybe I should start watching. Okay, I mean, so, I, so it isn't about that. For, and it's not, for me, it's definitely not about the fact that we're winning I'm or that saying, we're losing. I gave up at a time when that was the case. For me, it is about I have placed some portion of my own self worth on the performance of the 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 sports that I watch. I don't watch sports disconnected. There are some people who are like, just show me a college basketball game. Just show me a show me a sport. I don't care. I won't watch a random basketball game. I, I won't watch, like even when March Madness is is around, it's like every once in a while I'll get into like following a team, but what I have really connected with is NC State sports and then a few random athletes like Tiger Woods, um, Usually, somebody who's like dominant in their in their sport, like LeBron James, which we'll talk about how he's complicated things and coming to Los Angeles. You sure you don't mean Ginobili? <laughs> exactly. So, but with NC State, I, and, and interestingly, so what I would have said before I looked at the research is that there's a portion of my self-image and self-esteem that is tied into the performance of these things that I have some, I have either made an association, like with Tiger Woods, I have no association with him at all, but I've made these You've made an identification. It's about the same age, the back problems, yeah, yeah. all that. With NC State, it's where I went to school. And, I, it, and that comes up in conversations now with people. I mean, on any give weekly basis, you'll probably mention that you went to North Carolina State. I, I've actually found that to be true of myself. I would assume that then having a connection to the sports program and especially in success, there's like, oh, it's, you know, you start to feel better about that association. And it will affect my day. Oh. So if, if uh, <clears throat> and, and that's why Jesse's always like, 
I hope that if you're gonna choose to watch them, I hope they win because I know how it will make you will be after this game. And the, I'm sure anyone who's actually a, a sports fan could very much relate to this. Is it logical? No. Is it something I'm proud of? No. Did I have any impact on the outcome of the game that happened probably in the past because I'm watching a recording of it on the other side of the, the nation? No, I didn't have any impact on it. But yet I still receive personal uh, self-esteem boosts by watching them win and associating with them. Now, let me just talk a little bit about what the science says because it was pretty pretty fascinating. Okay. Um, because my theory is that it has to do with your upbringing. I, I, I think knowing about you and about me, I trace it back to that. So well, definitely that's, that, that's what entered, yeah, because if you go back, my dad was, was and is a huge sports fan. Again, mostly college, very much Georgia football. Like he is, he, he watches all sports, but like the thing he's passionate about, the thing that he has tied his self-esteem to is Georgia football. Completely? His self-esteem is completely tied to. <laughs> when it comes to sports. <laughs> and he takes it much, he takes it harder than I do. Like he will be, and, and I remember this growing up, like if they won, it was it, it was great. If they lost, he was, and the good thing is is that Georgia's been, you know, traditionally very good at football. So if you're gonna tie your self-esteem to one team and one sport, Georgia football is, you know, it's not quite like Alabama, but it's pretty good. And um, so, but I, but definitely, I remember the way that we experienced sports and we would find it in anything. I remember watching really competitive uh, tennis matches and golf and back when sport, there was no sports channel, there was no ESPN. And so the major sports championships we're on network television, everybody watched them in real time and you watch them with your family and my dad and my brother and I would sit there and we would watch these things just intently. Like, a everybody would know about it. Super vivid memories of like um, Boris Becker playing tennis. Gosh. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. <laughs> and caring so much about it and identifying with it. So it was in my household, so it was ingrained in me in that way, you know, as far as the nurture side. Well, and for so, me it was not. Right, so you I, know, yeah. And you don't make an active decision to tie your self-esteem in any capacity to these things, but it happens. I think that's what probably what you're gonna get at. Because if because, I could choose. Because my argument is, is it a waste of time? It's not only a waste of time, it's a waste of emotional energy that like, just hike. Just go on a hike. Like, connect with nature. Bring people along that you love, you know? I, and listen, I don't feel good after I do it. So let me let me also clarify that. Even if Sounds like an addiction. Even if the team wins. When I realize that I've been laying there <laughs> watching a man in a red sweater hit a little white ball <laughs> for hours. And, and meticulously fast forwarding and then backing up when I see too much and trying to erase it from my memory. I don't feel good about myself when that time is over. I just don't, and I don't feel great. Maybe it's the color red because NC State and Tiger Woods, I don't know. Wait, this. Incidentally, that is something the research shows is that people, uh, sports teams who wear red are more feared, but that has not really, really, really come into play with NC State. So, um, well, maybe times are changing though. So, if this, if if more scientists like sports, then all sports teams would be hues of red. Right. <laughs> Thank uh, goodness, scientists have better things to do than. Yeah. 
<laughs> well, okay, speaking of scientists, now when you begin to look at what scientists say about the psychology of sports fandom, you realize that there's not a whole lot of people who are thinking about this. There hasn't been an incredible amount of research devoted to this, no funding, nobody's getting grants to study uh, fan psychology. They already know how to make a lot of money off of it, um, the people who are making money. But there is a guy, so I, I read this article uh, from the Columbia Journalism Review by a guy named Eric Simons, and he uh, talked to a guy named Daniel Wan, it might be Wan, it's W-A-N-N, uh, he's at Murray State, and this guy is the, he's described by most of his colleagues as far and away the leading sports fan psychologist in North America, in Murray State, in Kentucky. Okay. Um, so, and he, he has no grant funding, uh, but he it, his specialty is studying this. And like, if you go to his Murray State like professor page, it mm -hmm. says, in particular, I am interested in the causes and consequences of sport team identification, i.e. the extent to which a fan feels a psychological connection to a team. Which is incidentally exactly what he says to his barista when he <laughs> works from the coffee shop. What do shop. you do for a living? Well, let's see how I can explain this. Go to murraystate.edu. Uh, <laughs> He does what now? I was thinking of my joke so hard I didn't actually listen to you. He, he basically, he studies why people watch sports. And okay, the, and he has- I'd like to study why he studies that. So he, according to Eric Simons, when he talked to Daniel, Professor Juan, uh, he said there are eight reasons. Let me just go through these. People like sports because they get self-esteem benefits from it. Also because some people have money on it. Because their boyfriend or girlfriend or family member likes sports. Mm -hmm. Because it's exciting, <laughs> okay. It is exciting. I mean, I've experienced the excitement of being at a game and something thrilling happens and you're there with people you know and I don't know, not everyone's vomiting. Because it's aesthetically pleasing. Because it's like the theater. Aesthetically pleasing. Yeah, be, because like the theater, it is a venue for emotional expression. Because they need an escape from real world troubles. Well, and I think those last two are very much like, I just don't think it's fair to pick, being a sports fan apart, if you're not willing to pick being a movie fan apart, like, you're gonna waste two or three hours, you watch Wyatt Earp? That's three hours, man. Yeah, right, exactly, Wyatt Earp. What kind of jerk are you, man? And what are you doing watching Wyatt Earp again? Yeah. You, three hours. You could say the same, you could say the same thing about a lot of things, including every single thing that we've put on the internet for people to enjoy. Exactly. Including this very conversation, meta much. Uh, and finally, because it provides a sense of belonging and connection to a wider, wider world. So we're to the tribalism, right? Okay. Is, that, is that it? So, okay, so interestingly, speaking directly to that, um, Eric says in his article that a popular th theory is that sports are a substitute for tribal warfare, and which is what I've always thought, and it's what I said in my little rant that was not as awesome as I thought it was. Uh, he does not agree with this. He says there's no evidence, but there's an article that I found in Psychology Today which says exactly the same thing. An evolutionary biologist says that essentially this is, this is tribal, tribal warfare. warfare that has become, it's a safe modern day expression of it and that's why we identify with it to the degree that we do. We've evolved to, to, to survive, I mean, Evolution is survival of the fittest. That's an aspect of it. So it's, but there's also yeah, you, you fight you you well, fight to by emotionally to win. by emotionally support or associate yourself emotionally with the supporting and associating yourself with a winning tribe. You are 
propagating your own DNA, essentially. That makes sense to me. I still believe that that's an aspect of it. Depends but, on what happens after the game. But the most interesting thing uh, that I found that I'd never heard of before is this uh, something called mirror neurons. Uh, and so basically, st simply stated, about one-fifth of the neurons that fire in the pre-mortar, I cannot you, speak today. You're not even saying neurons right. Neurons. That's not how you say it. Neurons. Neurons? Neurons. Neurons. Neurons? Neurons. Neurons. Yeah, there's an E in it. I'm saying neurons. Neurons. <laughs> you just want me to say neurons? That's so boring. It's like golf. About one-fifth of the neurons that fire in the premotor cortex when we perform an action, say like kicking a ball, hitting a golf ball, also fire at the site of somebody else performing that action. So they did an experiment, uh, and this is all, uh, this is in an article that was linked to by that first article, where they uh, had three different groups of people watch guys shoot basketball, free throws, simple action. Uh, there were guys who played basketball, in the first group, the second group were expert watchers, like sports writers, and then the third group were students at this university, I think it was in Italy, who had never played basketball. And the players and the writers had areas of their brains activated related to the motions of shooting a free throw, while the non-sporty students did not. And this is also true when people just read about sports. So hearing about sports activates the same parts of the brain that it would take to play those sports. And that's why if you have experience with a specific sport, again, golf is something that is incredibly difficult to master. Not just to master, it is incredibly difficult to become a non-embarrassing golfer, right? But, it, but to complete your thought, it's impossible to watch having never played and begin to even start to appreciate that. And this is true from me in the way that I now appreciate watching Ninja play Fortnite. And I think I talked about this at some point. I never under, understood Let's Play, I'm not a gamer, but because my son was playing Fortnite and I tried for a little bit to play Fortnite. Again, the self-esteem thing. Uh, I then w can now sit, and I, and I don't seek out Ninja's videos, but like I follow him on Instagram and he'll do these little clips, and instead of just passing over them mindlessly now, I watch them and I'm like, dang, I understand how, I, first of all, I have a point of reference for the physical space he's in because I've been there and I play the game, mm -hmm. but I can also appreciate how amazing he is at what he does. And I could see myself sitting down and watching it for an extended period of time because I put myself in those shoes. So for me, that continues to be a big part of it. Now, I've never played football, but I've played lots of sports and I'm really into sports and I'm really into competitive things and so I. You're so, you, you, bec you become much closer to identifying with what it would feel like to, you know, to be tackled. Right. And or to escape a tackle. How bad it would hurt my back. I, you know, I again this this supports my theory, which means I love it because <laughs> you know you even if you didn't play football, your dad was obsessed with it and Georgia football, so you had a bond. You, you were taught how to experience football as a spectator through somebody who was a, a um, like the sports writer in 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 the study, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. Your dad taught you how to watch it and he created an environment where memories were made 
that you subconsciously pull on all of that and then you pa- and you you pass that experience along to Locke. And I, I do not have that experience with Lincoln. I mean, we started going to Clippers NBA basketball games because it was your idea and I was like, you know what, I wanna get in on this. I, I think Lincoln's into playing NBA Live. He's really into basketball 2K. now. 2K. Because he started playing video games and he started playing it in the real world and we went to Clippers games and I wanted to foster something in him that I didn't have. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad to say that like, he plays basketball multiple times a week and of course Locke's very into it. Um, but I'm trying to remember my point. Going to the, I can't remember my point. Going to the Clippers games was something about that. <laughs> well, it's the connection. And, and I, I didn't have that connect, I, I didn't have enough of that connection and it was hard to, for me to foster it at that point. And when I make that connection, now here, here's, this is my, and, I, and even if we go a little bit over our typical time, I do wanna talk about LeBron coming to the Lakers because I know we have opinions about that. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but specifically, when I watch sports with Locke, mm-hmm. or when I talk about sports with my dad, which does continue to be a point of connection, the majority of the point of connection that I have with my dad. At those points, it doesn't feel like a waste. And I said that, that was my closing line in the rant was something about, it, it gives me something to text my dad about. Well, and, and you might say from a psychological perspective. So you don't think it's a waste. You shouldn't need this in order to connect with somebody. You should connect with somebody on something more personal that you share between the two of you that's more direct and not some you know, intermediary thing. But the fact is, when I sit there and watch Tiger or NC State by myself, which ends up happening, Locke's doing a bunch of stuff on the weekend. At those points, it feels like a waste. When he's there with me and we're watching it together and we're like really getting into it and we and, and it, the trifecta is we're watching it, they win and he's there. You know, that, you'll never the, forget that. That doesn't feel like a waste. We go, we get so it. crazy. It gets, it's, 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 and at that point. Triple overtime, it's like going on a nature hike it's like going on a backpacking trip and like having a near death experience, but then making it through and you're grabbing each other by the collar and you're like, we made it. Hey man, this is a Hanes special. Don't, don't be just grabbing it like that. I got it. it's just $3. We, we made it. Um, yeah, so I think now that I've thought through this, I think my, my theory, my, my, my answer to the question is, if it cause, if your connection to the sport based on something that may ultimately be unhealthy or something that's deep in your reptilian brain, if that causes you to then connect with somebody in the here and the now, it's not a waste. But me just sitting there individually enjoying it like a junkie and just tiger vision, oh there he is, oh it's chipping it in. (laughs) Okay. Chipping it in tiger. Oh good. If that don't if, make me wait. If that is the, my experience, then <laughs> then I feel like it's a waste. But here's the thing: sometimes I'll watch it, and then like, the, okay, so Locke was in North Carolina recently. Tiger's playing, and he and he calls me. He's like, "Dad, you see Tiger? Do you, you see what he did?" And we talked about it. But and so I I had a can, point can, of connection with my son. Can, can Maybe we, it's not a waste. Can we really get to the point though? Yeah. How do you feel sure. 
how do you feel about Andre Agassi when he went bald? I'm just joking. <laughs> do you really think that you have to justify being a sports fan yes. with a connection with your son? I do feel that way. Yeah, I do. I do feel that way because I. So you can't watch a movie alone. No, I'm never gonna that. watch a movie alone again. No, I just think that the Wyatt Earp, man, three hours alone. It's, just, it's good cinema. That's a good point. It's a very good point. But I don't. I, I think. I think. I think it. I. I don't know. I think there. I. I think you got to go all the way, and you got to defend feel, it as just a I, form of recreation. I feel like there's a difference. Here's the difference. When I enter into a movie, I'm doing it under the with the understanding that. This is just for me to be entertained. That is not why any sports fan watches sports. You think sports fans, non-sports fans, think that sports fans watch sports to be entertained. They are wrong. I am wrong? Okay. Sports fans watch sports because they can't help themselves. Because of the self-esteem boosts that we're talking about and this identification with it. Now I'm not saying some of but those it, things the, are not in play when you're watching the, a movie. And but the last point is, to me I at least begin to understand and I don't, maybe I, maybe I pity you. You've got this, you've been, you've been built. You've experienced sports directly and indirectly within the, by playing them with your with your dad growing up, lots of other things. It's it's a part of like watching it is some magical connection that I do not have because sports was only associated with anxiety when I participated. So for me, I don't feel anxiety. Well, I do feel some anxiety when I watch, but I ultimately I just don't connect. It's like. I don't get it. You know, it's very much it's a biological language that you're having with this thing. Yeah, well, I don't disagree with that. But what I'm saying is I don't feel like it's the same thing as watching a movie. Because when I go into a movie, I'm going into it completely selfishly to be entertained and yeah, it's cool to do that with somebody, but I could do that on my own. But, but when you... I'm watching sports, I'm not choosing to do it to be entertained because if it was about being entertained, then you could substitute someone who wasn't Tiger Woods, which happens, which has happened every single weekend this year, who in that instance is better than him. And I don't want to watch. I don't want to watch Bryson Shambovision. Vision. You know what I'm saying? I could care less about that. Uh, he's better than Tiger right now, but I don't want to watch him. It's not about being entertained. It's about this psychological connection to, to something I'm hoping that someone can accomplish for me that benefits me in some way that I, I don't I, even I still quite feel, understand. I think you're describing, actually, and don't sell that short. I think you could spin it the other way and you could then be building your case that this is a deeper form of entertainment for you, a deeper form of connected recreation. In, a, in the same way that someone may describe 10 years down the road, how much more advanced virtual reality will be. You don't understand, when I'm in it, it is me. Well, I do think that we connect with entertainment that is, uh, taps into our empathy. You know, it, it, when you can relate to a character and you are putting yourself in the shoes of a character and you want them to win, that is how you enjoy the best stories. I, I, just don't, I, I agree with I that. I just don't think your landing point should be that you should slough this thing off and like, well, as long as I do it with my son, it's a legitimate 
it's more than just a form of entertainment that feels um, like I need, I actually should be going to therapy for but it. But there's tangible, the reason I think that I could do that is because there's tangible benefit in that approach. There would be tangible I'm, I'm benefit if I put, took I agree it out of that. my life apart from the connection that I made with other loved ones. Oh, well restate that. I'm saying that if I sat down with my therapist, I haven't discussed this with my therapist, but if I said, uh, explain all this, and he was like, well I think you should watch sports with your son but I don't think you should watch it by yourself, then I would be like, I understand the logic behind that decision and I can't dispute that. I don't, I mean it's not my place to tell you what your I'm position all, should be. Because I'm already watching movies and television. I'm just fighting, I'm fighting on behalf of of sports fans to not, at the end of this conversation, have made where they're coming from illegitimate or dirty or something that needs to be fixed. Okay. Because hey, I think it's stupid, but you, my friend, have got to champion this. We got to. You uh, got to do it for them. You got to well, be. Well, here's, champion. here's what I'll say: if you if you enjoy these things, I don't think it's stupid. If by you the enjoy way. these I, things I'm by yourself, to if you enjoy these things, yeah, because you're like the cable news producer that wants there to be two opposing <laughs> opinions. You're an Amer- American cable news. You're like a Fox News producer right now. We don't have to have two different opinions, but we can. We can because what I am going to say right now is uh, I'm actually I'm actually thinking about that thin slice of sports fan that is listening, maybe it's 50%. And I, I think you've, I think I've learned things, I think you've brought things to light that not only make me empathize, but it's just like, you know what? I kinda envy that deeper connection. You know, um, I don't have it because of thing, those things were missing from my upbringing. So I start to feel, I actually feel jealous. So I don't, I'm starting to think maybe you don't have to defend yourself. You're just like it's actually a magical connection. But if I don't feel good after I do it, then I I think I could. That's probably a problem. So now you can take an experience you have while watching sports alone and then connect with someone else after the fact. That's what happens all the time. Oh, you're a Pittsburgh fan too, and then you're into a conversation. So I'm just saying if it if it if it benefits relationships, then I see direct social benefit. But I also recognize that in some ways we're just tapping into some deeper something in our brains that doesn't necessarily need to be fostered. My opinion is not going to change anybody's behavior, I don't think. Sports are not going away anytime soon uh, with, with, with all the changes in the landscape. Let's just talk briefly about LeBron coming to the Lakers and how we think about that, because we haven't discussed it in detail, but I know that we have different perspectives on this. So as Link said, we uh, we have been, and I am, continue to be a Clippers fan. I, a lot of people are like, oh, you're a Clippers fan because of when you moved to Los Angeles. I am a Clippers fan for a number of reasons. Let me state them very quickly. The Lakers, to me, have always seemed like the Carolina of the NBA, right? There's people who like them and wear their jerseys just because they have a winning tradition. And so I, as an NC State fan, I despise UNC. We have talked about this repeatedly. You go all around the world and you see people who have no affiliation with the university who just like to wear the jersey. And they're all about their tradition and all, and all the winning that they've done. And it just makes me sick, right? Yeah, sure, I'm jealous. 
but when I moved here to Los Angeles, I was like, I don't wanna be a Lakers fan because it feels dirty. It feels like just getting into some sort of tradition that I'm not a part of. At the time, Vinny Del Negro, former NC State Wolfpack star, was the coach of the Clippers, and I was like, perfect opportunity. I can be a Clippers fan. So a lot of things lined up. Turns out right after that, the Clippers were just starting to get good and then they became way better than the Lakers. And then of course, what happened recently. But he didn't, he did not remain the coach. No, Doc Rivers became the coach and they've had, the Clippers had a little run but now basically everything fell apart. They had a run the year that, well it was two years ago. That we had season tickets, yeah. Yep. And uh, things kind of fell apart for them and who knows what's happening. We're in a rebuilding phase, meanwhile, LeBron comes to the Lakers, and let me just say quickly, my opinion on LeBron is I think he's great. I think he's a great person. I think he's a. I think he's probably the best player to ever play the game, and I tend to gravitate towards people who are dominant in, in, in their sport, and so I've been a Cleveland fan simply because LeBron, because I wanna see him win wherever he goes. So you, you're like Tiger. Same exact principle. I mean, it, well, at least as far as the excellence goes. I mean, you can't, you can't deny that. I mean. But, but unlike Tiger. There are people who do. But unlike my Tiger. My mom's husband, Lewis, last time he came out here, we were, I picked him up from the airport and I don't know how we got on LeBron because he hadn't, this was before he's, he said he was coming to the Lakers. He said that in his heyday, Lewis said he could take LeBron. <laughs> I don't. I don't know why. I don't know how he thought. Well, it, it's just crazy to me. I thought he told you that if he, if he, all of a sudden he could inhabit LeBron's body, that he could be a better player. I think he said something about like the winning mindset or something. Else. Yeah, like, he talked about how he's what? a ball hog and he he's not a team player. Okay. Well, here's he, here's, here's the thing I'll say about LeBron as so well. So there's people who don't like LeBron that doesn't apply to Tiger. Uh. At least, we don't know about the specific details of LeBron's life, but it appears that he has been a faithful husband, an incredible father, uh, and done all the stuff for his community and has been very outspoken about a lot of things. And so it seems like the character is, is, is there as well. So there's a lot of reasons to pull for LeBron, right? Now, he's coming to Los Angeles, and boy, this, I, I'm mad, I'm mad about it because I have too much pride to become a Lakers fan. I like LeBron, but I want him to lose. I want him to lose badly because now I can still be a LeBron fan personally, but my hate for the Lakers um, and that whole tradition you don't is gonna, hate o- the is, Lakers. Is gonna is overpowering. You it. hate winners because we were losers. <laughs> nope. I'm sorry, man. And you know what? I'm. I just. I'm tired of losing. I but, went. So, so hold on. So you're gonna bandwagon? That's what you're gonna. You're I seriously went, gonna bandwagon? I went. I got season tickets to the Clippers, and you know what? It was a lot of fun, and it just wasn't quite enough to like bake in allegiance. Like I was all in. Like I even knew the name of that guy who came off the bench, the big guy who would shoot threes, Mo. That's his name. That's what I, I was like. Put Mo in. I would say things like that. Like, we need we need some Mo. Yeah. Remember him? Yeah, I do. Yeah, he's playing for somebody else now. Um, yeah, he, he wasn't is. allegiance. He had no allegiance to the Clippers. <laughs> yeah. It, well, if, and, if any the Lakers, more than LeBron had, if the Lakers, to Cleveland. well, if the Lakers want to pay me a hundred million dollars to root for them, I, <laughs> I, I, 
<laughs> I will do it, okay? I just didn't, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not, I don't have an allegiance to the Clippers. It was too much. I, I, we had a lot of fun, but we bought too many tickets and then we didn't, we didn't go to all the games. It was too much. Mm. And they didn't win. It was a disappointment at the end. And I was still, I had just hadn't fully committed and I got, I got burned, man. But that's not how, yeah, now, I'm that's not, gonna, not how we make decisions about who we're gonna I'm not gonna, gonna, gonna buy Lakers season tickets, but if I'm gonna go to a game, and I think it probably needs to be the one that LeBron is playing in. <laughs> and here's the thing. Because by the way, we I bought season go- tickets and th- when LeBron came from the Cavs to play the Clippers. He sat out. He sat out. He wasn't, he, he sat the freak out. It was like one of the only reasons we were excited about season tickets and then he sat out. And Kyrie sat out that game as well. Yeah, both they of them both did. did. What? Um, okay, I, to wrap this up, I will go to a Lakers game with you. I'm not pulling for them. Well, I didn't invite you. Oh, okay. I I'll, don't want. I'll, I don't I'll want sit you, in a different section. I don't want you to. Are you going to like root for them? I'm not. I will. I will go, and it will be. It will be pure entertainment to just be able to see. I, I think LeBron that's, in action. that's all I'm giving it. Basketball right now is just. I'm going to watch it like a movie because you know what? I kept score for the girls' middle <laughs> school basketball team. That's my only connection, man. When we went to the, I I watched like. Half the season, and then we take. You like keeping score in your head. We take our friend rebound, and he's rebound. like explaining what a triple double is, and I realized I didn't even know that was indicated on the. Like I could look at that score. I did, I, did, I, I realized I did, wasn't even in, in enjoying the game. It's I'm gonna go watch LeBron just like some fair weather dude, but I'm not a fan of the Lakers either. I just give up. <laughs> okay, good. As long as you're not a Lakers fan, you just but can't that be a Kevin Lakers Costner. fan. Boy, he is something. <laughs> Put him in a Western boy. He's great. Is he a Lakers fan? Is that is that was that your callback? It was a Wyatt Earp. Was this callback. a Wyatt Earp callback? Yeah, remember we watched that together. Yeah, yeah. I think it was his best performance. It's long now. Boy, he's horrible in Field of Dreams. I try to enjoy that. Okay, I don't know if we've come to any conclusions. So the Lebr- the LeBron thing, you can't do it because I'm not going to be a Lakers fan. I don't. You're care. a loser, man. If the, you, you if the Clippers leave Los Angeles, I'll have a I will reconsider. If it wasn't for what you just said to everybody, you could have just been a Clippers, a, a Lakers fan. No, because people know that I'm a Clippers fan. People don't know enough. People, people know. I'm not. I just I don't do that. I don't flip, man. I'm not a flipper. I'm not gonna do that. You're I'm a consistent. Loser. <laughs> yeah, I'm a loser. I'd rather be a consistent loser than a flipping winner. A fair weather li- winner. Yeah, you can always be a winner. You just pick the, you just see who the best team is, and you root for them. That's but I I do agree that I can't just say I'm a Lakers fan. I can't do that. Right, you're screwed. You're screwed. I'm out. Okay, you're out for good. But we're gonna go to a game. Oh yeah, I do feel like our allegiance to either the uh, the Chargers or the Rams is still up for grabs. Even though I did go to a Rams game and I bought a hat. We should get two two years ago. Yeah, you tried that, it didn't work. But then the they came, the Chargers came and Phillip Rivers is a quarterback, NC State grad. So, I don't know, is he? I don't know. I don't follow, I just don't We follow should him. get two friends, we should go to a Lakers game, we should paint our chest, B-R-O-N, and then when somebody goes to the bathroom, we're either gonna be bro or Ron. <laughs> like, is there a, is there a Ron on be, the Lakers? We could be R&B. R&B. Yeah. Any way you slice it, Anybody goes to the restroom only one at a time. Oh, it's the R and B guy. We're still something. 
Yeah. We're either Ron, R&B, or bros. Or if two of us go, we're just like pound. <laughs> As if, <laughs> I need a diagram to follow this now. Okay. Well, there you have it. We talked about sports. Oh, that was LeBron. You just said Bron. Got it. Yeah, there's no L. Uh, okay, if you're still listening, uh, thank you for doing that. Um, Hashtag Air Biscuits. Let us know what we should watch on YouTube. but Or talk to us about what we just talked about. We value that back and forth. Yeah, in fact, just uh, this past week, when you guys started talking about the texting conversation, a lot of people took issue with some of the conclusions we came to in that particular episode and then began to explain how texting had been so instrumental in their own personal communication. And I don't know, it kind of it opened my eyes. I also tweeted about that. Mm -hmm. um, some of you talked about how you've got a lot of anxiety around just normal face-to-face uh, -face communication and texting allows you to, to be able to do that. And so I totally get that. I still stand by the whole idea of texting and face-to-face -face communication being used together, being the most effective way, but. But it can go a lot further yeah. than we at first realized. Yes. Share this episode with somebody who loves sports or hates sports or is anywhere in between. Oh, that's everybody. Exactly. Talk at you next week.